Hey, Kyle, Mike. how are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Feeling feeling better? Oh yeah, I'm uh, pretty much back to normal. Good. Except I get good. that crappy uh, <clears throat> like uh, have to clear my throat a lot when I mow the grass, so I have that going on, but that's normal. Yeah, yeah. I get all that pollen yeah. and dust in my uh, throat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much me every day, even when I don't mow the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've told the uh, I've I've told my doctor before, like uh, it it would be really hard for me to like tell if if i just have like a mild case of covid or if it's just my normal like allergies <laughs> yeah yeah but it, do they go do they go away in the winter do you feel better or is it um, still not not really um i mean they're they're better in the winter like um it, it's definitely worse like if i'm outside a lot in the summer um because I'm, mm. I'm allergic to like I'm allergic to like a lot of a lot of different types of grass, pollens and, like, and grass, trees yeah. and stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but I'm also allergic to like dust too. Yeah, so, so it's pretty much so everything. Being, <laughs> yeah, being in the, in the house is is kind of bad too. <laughs> so if they uh they could put you in a bubble, it could be like a bubble. I boy. know. I, I, I need a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll roll yeah. you around like a gerbil back and forth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have a lot of bad allergies typically, but <clears throat> they get bad they get worse when I mow. Yeah. It even like affects my breathing after I mow, so like it makes me sleepy because I'm like my oxygen level doesn't seem like it's normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I get really sleepy. <laughs> so I mowed yesterday, so I'm all right. Yeah. I haven't really had that where I get sleepy, but yeah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. More sinus stuff. Yeah. Yep. So have you been playing any guitar lately or. Yeah. A little bit. Just, uh, just the usual, uh, just kind of my usual practice routine. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Nothing, nothing special, but yeah. Are you playing on the electrical one or the regular guitar? Um, I, I haven't really, I haven't really played the electric for, uh for quite a while actually i've ah. mostly mostly just been doing like the acoustic stuff and it's really like it's not even it's not even like a traditional acoustic it's like it's more kind of like a classical type guitar yeah um is what i am currently playing on um so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different even from an acoustic yeah <clears throat> yeah but uh i don't know it's just uh that for 
for some reason it just um that just feels right to me like that's what i like playing now so that's what i've been doing mostly mm. lately yeah you've been reading a lot or not not any more than um, usual yeah a little bit i've really been getting into uh reading some of the early hellblazer stuff um, oh yeah first time or rereading it uh first time for the the delano stuff yeah um i've read the i've read the garth ennis stuff um but i i wanted to go back and kind of start from the beginning yeah and uh yeah it's it's really good i'm really liking it and it's really surprisingly um you know i i always thought that you know, I always thought that the Garth Ennis stuff would be like really unique, I guess, but it's not really that different than the Delano stuff, you know? Yeah. I started with Delano it's, and then I yeah. stopped getting it and then I came back with Garth Ennis. And then when Garth left, I think, I don't remember who was after him. Was it Milligan? I can't remember, but I left, I left again <clears throat> so I don't have a lot of the Vertigo stuff because I was in and out depending on who was writing it, but but not because I I read the other writers and uh, uh, didn't like them. It was because I didn't. I, I was mostly following Garth on there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his stuff his stuff is just so good. Like there's. Um, <clears throat> You know, I I traditionally am not like a uh, traditionally I'm not like a, a horror fan so much, but the his Hellblazer stuff is just it's so good, and like the message, like the messages in in each issue are so good, and like there's issues that just leave you like, you know, like super like just like either super like blown away or like really depressed and yeah um it, it's just really good writing uh it looks like uh they had a couple different writers but then they had then paul jenkins was on there for a while yeah um paul jenkins uh and it looks like Garth uh, comes back for a few issues. Oh, and Warren Ellis. See, I, thought has it was, a... I thought it was Peter Milligan, but uh, it was Paul Jenkins. Peter Milligan was doing the Shade, the Changing Man. Shade, yeah, yeah. That's one I've I've tried a couple times to get into that one, and it's um it's always hard for me to get into that, 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 um, series. Cause it's so wordy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, a uh, like reading one issue is, uh, it's so quite weird. a tad. It's so weird. Yeah. Like from, yeah, it is for the stuff you read in suicide squad. And when he's in the other books, it, yeah. it's really weird. But Peter Milligan did do it. He came on board on 251 of Hellblazer. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. They've got a lot of different writers and that that hopped on and off. Um, 
Brian Azzarello, Jason Aaron, Andy Diggle. Mike Carey. Yeah. And Mike Carey spun off that Lucifer series, I think, from the Sandman Mm. world. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting character for sure. He worked pretty well in the. I don't know if you watched the TV show. Uh, No, I. I... It's actually worth watching, even though it's. You'll never get like a conclusion (laughs) (laughs) because it didn't get a second season, but it it really was leading up to like all hell breaking loose on Earth. So it was pretty cool. That's cool. And you yeah. had like Papa Midnight and a couple other characters in there. Yeah. I don't even know where that would be streaming. Uh yeah, that's a good uh Maybe on HBO Max. Yeah, it it might be on there. Let's see what else. What else have I been reading? Um, yeah, mostly Hellblazer. I've kind of, uh, other than Hellblazer, I've just kind of been jumping around on the app a little bit. Yeah. For me, I I've been reading get... a lot of Dynamite. I haven't read a lot of DC. I, the only DC I've read this week is the, the books that we're covering. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I haven't been I haven't been keeping up with the new stuff, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I need to get uh caught up on a lot. The Legion book made me realize that man, it's like really behind cuz it like started and then it had a huge gap before like issue 3 came out, right? It it seems like a long time. Uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice, um, cause I, I hadn't been keeping up with it, but, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think, I think it was a couple months for sure. <clears throat> Does it, it seem like they're like phasing Bendis out at DC? It, I mean, it seems that way to me. Cause what does he have now? Yeah. He has, he has this book which is almost over well it's halfway through and then he's got Naomi I think and that's it yeah yeah I, I yeah I don't know what the deal is there um I don't know if maybe he's just kind of taking taking a break or if, yeah like you said if they're if they're phasing him out well, it probably didn't work out. He came at a weird time because Dan DiDio brought him over. And then Dan yeah. DiDio got fired. And then they changed ownership or whoever's in charge of the comics like three times already since then. <clears throat> because it, AT&T came in and they changed things around. And then mm. Warner Brothers merged with Discovery and became something else like Warner Brothers something and they changed the bosses again. 
And really the only consistency that they've had is they have had Jim Lee there, but everybody else is like getting fired and laid off and replaced. They seem yeah. to be giving Tom Taylor more work. He's He's got like three or four books now, so he's becoming yeah. more of an exclusive like Jeff Johns used to be. The um the I, I bet I bet what probably what they I, I'm guessing probably what they like to do is they probably like to um I, I bet they like to um hire the you know the younger up up and coming uh creators because they can kind of control them a little more. And they're know, cheaper. And they probably yeah, they probably don't pay him as much either. But so, they did bring, yeah. I mean, they did bring a veteran back. They brought Mark Wade, because Mark Wade's writing yeah. the world's finest, and then he's gonna get the Batman versus Robin book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read uh, read a couple of the world's finest issues. Um, I think I, I read the first two, maybe. Did you like it? Um, they're, they're okay. Um, I, I want to definitely, I, I want to read some more for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I think I need a couple more issues, but I, I'm still trying to figure out the kind of the tone of it, you know, cause I'm, yeah. I'm not sure like it, it feels serious at times, but it also feels like kind of more, more like, um, playful and like um, uh, more playful and kind of cartoony at times also yeah. you know so I'm trying to figure out like what what he's what his tone is that he's going for mm-hmm. but it's it's not been bad it's been entertaining so far the two issues I've ever had yeah I have but to I'll find my uh, what I did with my ju- my Justice League books. I can't find them now. <laughs> I wonder if I left them on the nightstand. <clears throat> I have my Black Mana books. So Bendis is off Justice League now, right? Who is? Bendis? Is, is, yeah, it's is Williamson, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's Williamson. Yeah, I couldn't remember who it was. But I don't know. Um, I mean, Bendis had, he had a heck of a run, though, on Superman. Like, he had, he was on there for a while. Uh, wasn't it, like, two years? Was it longer than that? I... I don't think um, it was so he, more than 24 issues. Because well, he had he Superman, had and I think he had he at had, least two years on Superman, and then he went from Superman to Justice League, and then he had that stint where he had the kind of like the Bendis verse where they did like Wonder Twins and um, yeah, Naomi. He had... Um, he had uh he had man of steel before he before he kind of like he had man of steel kind of lead into the superman books um 
So it was I, it, it was a little over two years, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to see where. So Scott Snyder had Justice League and Bendis came on on 59. And then he he kept writing until until 74. So it wasn't too long. So he wrote from 59 to 74 in Justice League. And then Williamson took over on 75. I actually like Williamson better. Um, I I thought more of I if I had to pick Bendis to keep writing a book, I would have kept him on Legion because I was really starting to get used to that book. Like I was starting yeah. to feel it. <clears throat> the Justice League one was 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 good, but it never like went me made me go wow that's something. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I didn't, I didn't really get that into the Justice League book, but I did like the Legion one. I did too. And... Um, I like the way it really started, like with Thorn, Rose, and Thorn, and all that. Like, I really wish mm-hmm. it would have played on that. Um, there, there was so much. He, he was juggling a lot of characters, and it, it's a tough team to write. And he seems to like focus in one area and then step away from that and then focus on another. And like this series seems to be focused on the gold lantern uh, more, more, more than the actual justice league or, or Legion. Yeah. And it, well, it kind of, uh, it kind of seems like the, um, at least in in issue three, it starts to seem like uh, the reason for that is because the it could be the gold lantern that's causing all of this. Yeah, you know, because the it starts off like with the the great darkness, right? Like with those like dark wormholes, and then they go back in time with to the Justice League. And then the gold lantern gets stuck there, and then you get issue two where it it gives you a lot of backstory. Like you learn about what the gold lanterns are, and how the guardians kind of gave this one ring to this one guy who can't even see. Like he is blind. I guess the whole race of yeah. people are blind. And uh, he gets the ring, and then everybody, while they're back in the past, everybody gets ported away and then he's like what's going on you know i'm the only one left the the whole legion and the justice league they're gone and then they're back into the future um all the the justice league and the the legion and the gold lantern stuck in the past yeah and uh the uh um one interesting thing that I don't I I don't think we've seen 
we haven't seen resolve yet is the um when uh the one the one uh version of triple kick girl got pulled through without the others yeah she well they actually went back and she was old do you remember yeah she like aged and they were like maybe we shouldn't merge back together (laughs) we don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah in the I don't think the other two wanted to get old. That's what I think. (laughs) They didn't want to take the the chance. The one wanted to merge, and then the other one didn't want to merge at all. Yeah. uh, And the the one that wanted to merge, it's almost like she was, like, having anxiety over not being, like, merged together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the one then, thing uh, I the one thing uh, I've always liked that Bendis does though is he has like at every issue he kind of has like Computo or whatever kind of like summarize what's happened before I I, I kind of like that um, just as a refresher it's kind of like what Marvel does if you ever read Marvel you read the first page it kind of like catches you up. And I I like that because they don't they're not as effective as comics the way they were written in the past where you could pick up any book and then they would give you a couple panels to say what happened before they don't do that anymore so I like I, I like that little synopsis just to remember everything yeah and they uh, they they definitely they. They actually do exactly that in uh, in issue three, I think. At the beginning, they um, is it issue three or well, issue three has Computo. Yeah, Computo did that on the on page one, and then yeah. there was one issue that had happened like three or four pages in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, issue in issue um, three, they were looking at the villains and saying, "Well, who who could have done this?" And uh, they had the the Matrix up in one of the panels. Who can time travel? And it had like Reverse Flash and. Kronos and D-Megaton and I can't even think of who that one guy is in the left-hand corner. And then it had Dr. Manhattan. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's a little Batman and Black Canary are looking at a monitor screen, kind of like an issue three, um, four pages in. On the fourth page or fifth page, there's a uh, computer screen and you see all the time travelers in there. I think Rip Hunter's there too. Oh, and yeah, and uh, Booster. But Doctor Manhattan's there. in the far left. Yeah, I didn't notice him at first. Yeah. What is that? What is uh, that guy in the left-hand corner? Our man? What? What is that? 
It looks it looks like it. He's got like a clock symbol on his chest. Yeah, I just don't recognize the purple and white. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Is um kind of looks like major disaster, but that wouldn't make any sense. He's just an earthquake dude. <clears throat> I should know that, but it doesn't ring a bell. You know what? The one thing I missed, though, is like, I think it's issue one, is they identify like every member of the Justice League. Like, this is Green Arrow. She, this is Wonder Woman. They didn't really do that with the Legion anymore. And their roster is huge. I mean, yeah. I wonder why yeah. that went away. Yeah, there was one there was one page where they they did it with a couple of them I thought because I remember seeing like you know they had like the they have like the sideways it's like some of them are like sideways some of them are um like skewed at a weird angle so it's hard to read um trying to find which issue it is maybe it's I know they two did that. because in one that's when the, they go back in time and then they go to the Justice League headquarters and they do have the um, discussion panel where all the Legion and Justice League are around the table and they kind of do it through conversation like uh Wonder Woman's talking to Dawnstar, and she introduces herself as Dawnstar. And uh, there's a couple of that going on, just in natural conversation. Um. Cause uh. Oh. I'm... There's that one Legionnaire yeah. talking to Naomi. But I don't know who it is. There's some legions, legionnaires. They've changed their costumes so dramatically that it's hard to for me to tell. Like I I know who most of them are. Like Wildfire still looks like that. Timberwolf still has the Timberwolf emblem. Cosmic Boy still looks has that pink and the three circles on his. He just has a weird mohawk type haircut. <laughs> Yeah. I think Dawnstar's costume's improved. I like her new costume quite a bit. Block looks sort of strange because he's lost form. But that's when they start talking about the darkness. and <clears throat> They're around the table and everybody vanishes and except for the gold lantern. So maybe it is issue two that they introduce uh, well in people in issue. In I thought issue, issue one, two they, is mostly gold is mostly the origin story, isn't it? Yeah, in issue one they have the they have the little sign next to gold lan the gold lantern on the like the title page the 
it's like the third page in like they've got the little gold lantern like sign like next to his head oh like they did in the regular series yeah and they used to have those floating things oh they kind of do yeah, they do. They're just skewed weird, so they're hard to see. Oh, yeah. Ultra Boy. Well, like uh, Bouncing Boy, it just has a big blob on it. So there's yeah, no text. Like, well, and if you look at Cosmic Boy, like his is like his has text, but it's like real small. It's weird. Yeah. Same with Wildfire. Yeah, Wildfire. It's I like, didn't. What? I... I didn't I didn't notice that. But like Timberwolf is just a symbol. And Sunboy it's just a symbol. Like you have to know the symbol. And Doctor yeah, Fate, there's yeah. nothing there. Which is it's weird. It's like why why not do it the same for all of them? Or like if if you're gonna make it so hard to read, why do it at all? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't notice that. I noticed the gold lantern one because it's right up front, but I guess I didn't notice those little ones that are just floating. And they do that like for Brainiac 5 on the next page in Cosmic Boy, and then I think they're just faded out. Well, they have one for Triplicate Girl on that next page over. Yeah, that's interesting. So that darkness thing happens, and that's when Triplicate Girl goes back, and when they finally meet up again, she's really old. <laughs> and then they have that scene yeah. with uh, Chameleon Boy's mom, because she's the president, right? Yeah. Yeah, where... Uh... Yeah, where was she at? Is she in... She's in the next page in issue two. Um, After you have that that two-page spread of the great darkness that's just black and kind of shows some planets, on the next page, it kind of shows like the governing council of the United Planets. It's on the page before they introduce the Justice League, because then it goes, what would the Justice League do? And then that one introduces, like it says, Black Adam, Green Arrow, Naomi. You know, it it has the the actual roll call of the entire Justice Uh, League. Oh, okay. It's it's the the panel before that in issue two. No, issue one, sorry. Issue one, yeah. 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 And and that president was a big deal in the the Legion series that he was writing because she was sort of manipulative. Yeah, and she hasn't really been. She hasn't had much of a presence in this. Yeah, and she almost on part. In the Legion series, she almost was like uh, sort of 
a shade of gray where she could be an enemy of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, but issue two was pretty much all Gold Lantern. Oh, and then they all wake up. I like how Aquaman is kind of... I mean, not Aquaman, Ollie. When they go back in the future, Ollie's just uh, there in that futuristic bed naked and he sees his costume over there and Wonder Woman's kind of like sitting right next to him and he's like oh Diana (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's real really chameleon boy yeah yeah (laughs) he uh he probably got a little excited there for a second yeah and then he's like, oh, it's it's uh, this weird alien guy. And at this time, he has he's paying uh, the Justice League. Like, he's funding the Justice League, just like in the <laughs> comic. Yeah, I like... Uh, I liked the part... Uh, um... Yeah, it's really weird. I'm flipping through two now, and I they they do the like they do the name the little name signs just really randomly. Like there's a, another page in here where they've got one for Timberwolf, um, but I don't see one for anybody else. It's really weird. Yeah, it's just weird how inconsistent they are. I think they should have just know. I think they should have just done it for everybody in that one splash panel even if they were right. sideways or whatever they should have yeah. been consistent not just show the symbol because that that's a huge roster and people aren't going to recognize I didn't recognize two of them like I don't remember who the skeleton guy is with the black costume and he looks like he's got skeleton uh, I don't remember I don't... that guy. He's in issue one. When they when they have all those name tags, they didn't put a name tag near him. Yeah. So the the panel where you showed me, uh, the gold lantern tag, on that yeah. same panel, there's a skeleton yeah, guy, a female yeah. it looks like. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's male or female. Um, huh. Yeah, and I don't know if I if I saw him anywhere else in the. In I mean, I'm sure. Or... I'm sure if we looked at the the Legion comic, we'd go, "Oh yeah, that's so and so." But. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who who it would be. But then there's, like, later on in issue two, there's a panel with Shadow Lass, Bouncing Boy, Saturn Girl, Mon-El, Wildfire, a bunch of them, and they've got the sign next to Mon-El and Wildfire, and that's it. It's like, I don't know what the reasoning is for that. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's when uh, Black Adam, I think it, 
at the end of or towards the end of the when Kyle's trying to break through the great darkness and Black Adam's heading towards the the darkness uh Black Adam sends like a lightning bolt through oh, yeah. the through the darkness and the why'd you do that? <laughs> and it almost hits the gold lantern, yeah. Yeah. I like that that idea though that this like this this like dark like wormhole or whatever like through um you know through one side is the 21st century and through the other is the 31st yeah but then uh and i couldn't i couldn't like this kind of sounded it sounded familiar to me but i couldn't remember what it was from where Batman was talking about being warned about the gold lantern. Um, this, uh, they, the Justice League apparently epic. came across. Yeah. Ep- came that across. villain epic. Remember he yeah, attacked uh, the Justice League at the, uh, uh, at the Hall of Justice? <clears throat> was that in the, the Justice League? That was in the ben, yeah the Bendis run. Oh okay, yeah. I, it set, it rang a bell. I couldn't remember what it was from though. I figured it was Justice League something, but yeah. And he warned him about the Gold Lantern, and so that's kind of why they're Batman's starting to think maybe it's the Gold Lantern. But then the uh, they get. They get they get pulled in again in issue three. They get pulled in again, and that's and they when they get, get separated. To, they get yeah divided up. To, yeah, sent to different times, and uh, we get to see Commandy. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and they they come across a Leviathan like an old Leviathan base, and that does tie into the checkmate stuff, right? That Bendis was yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And so he's got... he's tying he's tying all of his books together here. <coughs> yeah, and we got uh, Batman Beyond. Um, we got Batman Beyond. In uh, a couple of the Legion are in uh, future future Gotham, and then uh, yeah, Cosmic Boy, you're much nicer than the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then Aquaman and Ultra Boy get attacked by a dinosaur. Yeah, they're that's kind of like the um, uh, what is that? What is that? The land that time forgot. <clears throat> the war that time forgot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um. And then I don't know if. Uh, I don't. Did Gold Lantern get pulled in again? Like, is he is he in a different Metropolis now, or is he in the same? I think He's based on di- I think based on the architecture, he went back in the past, but I'm not sure. Yeah, 
Well, there's a Zeppelin <clears throat> and there's like an old looking plane too. Yeah. So he's probably in a biplane. Like, I want the ar- architecture like of the building on the left looks old, but the one on the far left looks a little techy. I don't know. Maybe time is merging yeah. on Metropolis or something. That that's a good that's a good guess. Yeah. I at first I thought maybe like maybe he's in like the gold like golden age metropolis or something. That's what I thought, but I don't think it's that. Yeah, it does. It looks a like a merge of like, I I think the planet like, looks like a newer building, but you got the biplane in the background, which means, you know, why is a biplane going to be there? Yeah. That's Unless like got... that's like World War One, and then Unless the there's a building on the lower left that looks like an old architecture, but the one on the yeah. top left looks like a more futuristic <laughs> thing to me. <clears throat> yeah, unless like the biplane and the zeppelin just got pulled through with him. Yeah, then enemy ace will come through in the next issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I, I kind of I I like it. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh it's definitely uh interesting and um I I definitely want to know like what's going on and I like the I like the merging of all these different characters too. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And then the Black Mana one, I didn't know what to expect, but I liked it. I, I liked it uh, quite a bit. I I like the art because it reminds me of like a Gotham Central type look. Uh, yeah. So this one was by Chuck Brown, who's he he does uh, Bitter Root for Image Comics, and he's done some other stuff. But now it looks like he's coming over to DC and doing something. And then there's Valentine Delandro, who I know from bitch planet. He's the artist. And, uh, I like, I, I like the art quite a bit because it has like a Michael Lark type look to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, he didn't, he only did the first two, I think. And then they switch artists. And I thought that w- the guy who they got to replace did a dang good job of keeping the same style. So, I mean, props to them for, it's hard to tell the difference, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, I, I like that. I like that. I wouldn't have noticed it unless I was paying attention. Cause, uh, it turned to, uh, Matthew Dow Smith in, in issue three and four. And I think he finishes off the series. No, Delandro comes back for five. So it's almost like they split art duties. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it, the way issue one opens up, it almost makes it look like Black Man is going to be a good guy because <laughs> you have that ship. And they have all those people enslaved on that pirate ship. And uh, 
Black Mana comes aboard and kind of rescues everybody. And uh, one of those kids is a child, so he he like looks up to Black Mana as a hero later on. And in one of the issues, they're oh, I'm gonna be Superman. I'm gonna be Bat <laughs> Batman. I'm gonna be Black Mana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he he is a hero to that kid. Yeah. And the Metropolis scene is interesting because it has the human flame. And I remember him, He was the human flame is a uh, Martian Manhunter villain because he, he can, you know, put out fire. And that's one yeah. of Martian Manhunter's weaknesses. And uh, the human flame had a, I think it was a one shot or maybe it was more than that. But there was a final crisis human flame, I think. Uh, I'm going to look it up. But that's the last time I saw him. It was one of those, I think it was Final Crisis Run. Yeah. So if you look at Final Crisis Aftermath Run, it's about the Human Flame. Hmm. So um, Human Flame is dri driving with, uh, the other guys are like coated like blue, gold, and something else. Red. Call each other by colors. Yeah, red. Red, blue, and orange, I think. And blue has a gauntlet, and he kind of like, he, what does he tell him? He says, if you want to live, you'll let me transfer your essence into this little box. Yeah, he and like makes him he, into like a bomb. Yeah. Because he tells him, I've researched your abilities, human flame. You have more power than you know. Mm -hmm. And he, like, sucked him into his wrist. And this guy has, like, something out for, like, black mana. Like, he he wants to... They're after the same rock that black mana's a after. Yeah, but he's... It's like he's got a personal, like, vendetta against black mana. Yeah. At, fir at first, I was confused. I, I thought it was black mana until later on in the later on in the issue yeah you know um, what's but... also weird and i don't know if you noticed this but a couple pages in when that guy blue is using magic did you look at that symbol that he comes up with it sure looks like fate it lo almost looks like the fate thing um... at least the circle with the cross I'm looking for it. What uh, is it when? It's before the Harley Quinn, the animated. Well, I don't know if you're reading digitally or. Yeah, digitally. Um, is it? Uh... It's uh, after the pirate scene when Black Mana I defeats the. Yeah. Uh, I see it. He says, I can't, demo. I can't fly or pull rabbits out of a Yeah. Hat. Do you see yeah. that symbol? And then yeah, if you turn the page again. Yeah. It, it almost looks like a fate symbol. It's weird. Yeah. Um, um yeah, so So he that, said he says magic users manipulate the frequency of quarks within atoms to change reality. I've duplicated that frequency. So I wonder if he like 
I wonder if he like figured out how to do do this from Doctor Fate, like create this pocket universe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I I like uh, Black Mana's. Uh, I forget what her name is, <laughs> but um, Gally Gallus. Ga- uh, Gallus Goat. Yeah. Yeah, I like her because <clears throat> Black Mana can intimidate her. Yeah, yeah. He, she's almost like at the same <clears throat> level of, as him. But this rock that he picked up is causing certain people around the world to have like migraines at the exact same time. And they they think it's um, ancestors of the the Atlantis. race the, the race of uh, Atlanteans that that fl- uh, fled Atlantis. Yeah. So um, and uh, <laughs> the. And this devil ray guy like wants to take the rock and make it into like a like a what well, like a spear or something like a weapon. Well, devil ray is is blue, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he, uh, I think he wants to like make it into a weapon to like. Um basically like wipe out all of these people yeah yeah the basically just he wants to punish the the surface world it looks like devil ray was created for tv because the movies were going to use black mana so they had to have somebody different Oh, huh. The reason behind the character being named Devil Ray and not Black Man is because the rights to Aquaman characters were not available at the time as they were be, being used for the Aquaman TV pilot. <laughs> that was... I remember that pilot because it's just one episode. And it's it's really weird because the actor that played Green Arrow in Smallville is Aquaman. Hmm. And then that that series didn't pan out. And then later on in Smallville, they introduced uh, another Aquaman, like another actor that played Aquaman. Yeah. And it says that Devil Ray serves as a Wonder Woman villain instead, which is interesting. <clears throat> Because they do have that Thermoscara thing going on, too, where this new character awakens with the gray hair yeah, at the uh, end of issue one. Torrid is what they call her. Yeah. yeah she, she didn't have a name. She, like, yeah, awakens from, like, under, under uh, Thermoscara and the... She's got the same kind of problem with the rock. Uh, but she's like wearing like pieces of it around her neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then issue two has the scene with the kids. I love this scene because it's like got a Superman, a Wonder Woman, an Aquaman, and then he's like, I'm Black Mana. I'm a good guy too. And he says, Superman kicks <laughs> him in the groin. No, you're not. <laughs> and then he gets hit in the face with like a, a water balloon gun. And he goes, enough evildoer. Aquaman is here. Yeah. And, and he says, you ruined my costume. It's your fault for playing a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how Aquaman has a squirt gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is when they go see that doctor um, that leads them to Dr. Mist, which was a global guardian. And then you got the the Nubia um, connection because Nubia meets that torrid or is that her name? Yeah, that's what uh, that's what they call her in issue three, I think. That's where Black Mana and <laughs> the other character go to that the Hamptons, <laughs> to, and they're all dressed up. It's, and uh, they go see the gentleman ghost, the Craddock facility. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. He, yeah, he's having a party. And they actually, um, they actually get him to cooperate. To. And then this this uh, this Boston Seaport police station scene. I'm assuming this is is this Devil Ray, or is this Mana? I think this is a different character. Oh, this is a completely different character. Yeah, because he, he almost like, turns to, he almost turns to water. Yeah. Yeah. So I I couldn't figure that out. Like. Yeah. Nobody turn. I I think it's these people with headaches. They're turning into like water-based uh, Atlanteans because it he he's in prison in in the Boston police station. But then in the Pacific Ocean, there's some other guy, and then in the Atlantic Ocean, there's another water-based guy, and it goes out th- throughout the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> I really like the cover on number three, which has Torrid uh, right over Black Mana with a sword. Yeah. I, I like the way that looks. Or maybe that's Devil Ray. They're hard to tell apart. I know. They they are. They're, uh, their helmets are designed very yeah. similar. Yeah. And that's when Craddock uses his magic to send uh, Black Mana to ancient Atlantis days before the sinking. And then you get the flashback scene there. (laughs) 
I love, <laughs> I love how uh, Gallus just punches Gentleman Ghost in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing there, but you, you see the thunk. And he's like, oh, bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) Face through Yeah, he goes to the ancient Atlantis and it shows the uh, um, it shows the their uh, ancestors getting ready to leave. And that's when uh, Black Mana goes in with that creature and they go to Atlantis and that's when Merc and a bunch of Atlanteans are poisoned. Or they're taken out by Black Mana. And that's when Aquaman shows up later. He does show up. Mm-hmm. In issue four. Yeah, he like poisoned the water uh, mm-hmm. in Atlantis. And Black Mana and Gallus uh, find Torrid and she's in, they put her in chains. And she's like, you can't chain me. She uses her magic and kind of like burns through them. They find out they're kind of trying to achieve the same goal, so they're going to work together. Yeah, and this uh, this poison is tailored to Atlantean physiology. Um, they think that Devil Ray wants to basically wipe out the Atlanteans with this poison. Kind of like Eclipso trying to wipe out everybody in the United States with cocaine. Yeah. Poison cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and Devil Ray wants to forge um, like a trident um, out of this rock, this aura, aura chalcum or whatever it is. And this is this is the issue that the three of them have a, a run in with Doctor Mist. Doctor Mist is a good guy too. And Devil Ray's two uh, two partners uh, die when they um, they die when they start to. Uh, like melt down this rock. Yeah. 
It says, Godhood awaits, my friends, and then they start melting it down. And then you hear a weird noise, and they're like, ah! Mm -hmm. They, like, combusted. <laughs> yeah. They, like, bled from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like a fun way to go. Yeah, I like this one. I uh, I wasn't sure what we were going to get, but I got into it. Yeah, I did too. As, this, the, as it went on. But I've always liked Black Mana. He's, he's kind of a cool character. He's almost that character that you root for in some cases. Like when he was in Suicide Squad and mm -hmm. he was fearless against Amanda. <laughs> he didn't care. And then he the the way he for him in Aquaman it's pretty much vengeance, you know? Yeah. And then the fact that his son is uh Aqualad or um one of the Aqualads, mm -hmm. I think. What I don't know what they call him now. I think they just call him by name. But this is like the prelude to Aquaman, and his son is in Aquaman. Hmm. See, I think I think this was leading to the 5G because Jackson—that's his name. Jackson was going to become the new Aquaman. Ah, okay. Yeah, and Jackson was invented for the Young Justice cartoon. Hmm. But then they brought him into the comics. So uh, we just have to wrap up Eclipso now. Yeah, um... Yeah, I really liked this one too. It was it was good and it was just uh complete mayhem all the way through. <laughs> yeah, there's some funny scenes in this one. Yeah. Um Eclipso's very angry at whatever. I think his uh, diamond split into yeah. multiple pieces inside of the evil within or something the darkness within, which was the a mini series that was really thick. It was like a 64-page giant or something like that. And I remember the uh, the gimmick on the cover was the diamond. There was like a plastic diamond that was coming out of the cover. Hmm. <clears throat> so they – what is the guy's name? Bruce Jones? Bruce um, – Gordon. 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 Bru Bruce Gordon was a so <clears> – <throat> Eclipso, I think, debuted in Journey or House of Mystery, either that or House of Secrets. It's one of the two. Um, and he was Eclipso. And in this darkness one, he worked with the heroes to take uh, Eclipso down, and he was like isolated on the moon. Yeah. And his diamond was split, and most of it landed on that one I island or whatever it is. That he ends up taking over. Oh yeah, uh, Parador. 
Parador. I, I think the whole series is in Parador. And uh, I really like this because I think Keith Giffen is really doing the bulk of the work because he's doing the breakdowns and storytelling. And then I think what he did was hire Fleming to come in and do the dialogue after he did like the breakdowns, but he let uh, Bart Sears do the art over his breakdown. So what Keith Giffen has done, like even in new in, in the title 52 is he does breakdowns a lot. So he'll do all the panels yeah. and say, this is like how it wants to be. And then the artist comes in, and then he'll draw those panels. But he, the artist doesn't have to figure out how to lay the panel out. It's already kind of laid out for them. Mm-hmm. So all he has to do is draw whatever Keith had there. Yeah. And Bart Sears does a good I, – I, I've always liked Bart Sears. Um, he, he draws things really big and muscular, but I've always liked him, whether he's doing like Exo Man of War or Justice League Europe – uh, whatever he's doing, I like. He even did cross-gen titles, but and, and then he had that wizard feature, Brutes and Babes, back in the day, where he would tell people how to draw, um, in Wizard Magazine. But I've always liked Bart Sears, so I was like really cool. To, it was cool to to revisit his artwork in this. Yeah, the art's really good. The art's really good in this. Really yeah. detailed. Like there's the the um, in, in issue one, like there's there's the scene where he um, there's a scene where Eclipso is uh, taking the body of that count and he's like snapping that guy's neck and he's just like twisting his head around and then the there's the scene where he throws the girl out the window. <laughs> yeah. Was that an issue one where he does that? When the Yeah, it was like He takes over the body of that the yeah, the count. Um and he like it's like the count's mistress or wife or something, he ch- just chucks her out the window. <laughs> I'm trying to find that scene. I like that scene because she says something to him. I love this panel. What's the matter? Lost interest? Like, (laughs) or aren't you a man? (laughs) He says, no, I'm not a man. And now, and then he throws her out the window and you are no longer a woman. (laughs) He threw her to her death. Yeah. But she was questioning his manhood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the scene and then the like the next page the like the second panel down where the guy's shooting those two guys the art there, yeah he shot his own guys the the art there is just amazing and he's like he's like shooting through it looks like he's sh- like shooting through eclipso too yeah <clears throat> really cool but eclipso has a plan to take over and i think he's trying to draw uh gordon back and, and gordon thinks he's gonna sneak in yeah with the help of the suicide with the help of amanda waller and, and the creeper who and, and Kate, Carson. Really, 
<laughs> yeah, Cape Carson. You can't team up with the Creeper. I mean, he's such a loose cannon. Yeah. Like even Amanda Waller's like, "Where's your team?" <laughs> oh, it's just it's just me, her, my girlfriend, and <laughs> and the Creeper. <clears throat> and then she's the one that says, "Well, how do how are we gonna get in?" Oh, I've got somebody that could get you in through a cave. And as <laughs> soon as she said cave, I was like, "Well, that's gonna be Cave Carson." <laughs> Yeah. But he's just taking over bodies and even animals because he's like a lion in one of the yeah. issues. Yeah, he's he's basically taking over like the drug the drug cartels in uh Parador because he finds all the um I think it's heroin or cocaine cocaine it's cocaine yeah cocaine and he's he he hires a bunch of scientists to put to put poison in the cocaine that will Mm. like immediately kill people but he wants it to be untraceable yeah so like oh it's 98 98.5 percent untraceable and he kills that guy because it's not a hundred percent and then he kills one of the assistants just to do it. And then later on, when the woman discovers to make it 100%, he te- he gives her the dosage to be the second guinea pig. Yeah. He kills her. He makes her test it. Yeah. And he, he basically tells her, you're going to tell me how it feels every step of the way. Yeah. But he wants to attack the United States, and he's going to do it through cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody over in the United States is doing cocaine. It's a good plan. And then poor Bruce's girlfriend, because she, <clears throat> she brings him the meal that he he wants and everything, and he just he's just not there. Yeah, he's. Uh... Her name is Mona. His mind's on other things. He's watching the media. It's like I know he's in Parador. We need to leave for Parador. I found um, that the app works so much better for me. Like when I'm reviewing, if I download the issues, yeah. and then it took me a while though to figure out. I didn't know how to delete downloads. But once I clicked on the download page, it lets you delete them. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever deleted any. I'll have to look at that. Because I think I hit like the uh, the limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've downloaded uh, I've downloaded a bunch. Like if I'm if I'm like on a trip or something and I if, and I'm not sure I'm gonna have Wi-Fi. I've downloaded a bunch and and they work they work well to read off of uh, when you're not not on Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the third issue, you realize how huge Bart Sears draws the creeper in the opening panel. Yeah. He looks he looks like almost like a Hulk. <clears throat> yeah. He he looks like a Hulk doing like spider-man poses yeah 
I like, I like how uh... <laughs> Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his bowl cut. <laughs> what do you mean you want to speak to the person in charge? Yeah, I like how uh... he he basically says he doesn't want to go outside the United States. Like he says, if he wants to get his butt kicked again, tell him to come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like. And then I I like how he's like yelling, like he's yelling at at Bruce and. And then Mona says, "Ah, oh, shut up, you pathetic little man." <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that puts him in his place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and it had Sarge Steele. I forgot about that because that's who Bruce goes to to try to get help. Yeah. Sarge Steele and Sarge Steele because I can't help you, but I'll get you where you want to go. And then he gives him the connection to Amanda Waller. Yeah. He said, my my hands are tied, but I didn't say anything about yours. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then the creeper hooks up with them. And uh, they get the plane down to uh, wherever Waller's at. <laughs> and Creeper keeps trying to touch this vase. <laughs> <laughs> He's pushing his luck. And I don't know who this other guy is, but he must be related to Bruce, some um, Simon Bennett. Like he must be from the the mini series before this. Because uh, he gets attacked by an Eclipso guy inside the United States. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that uh, definitely that definitely kind of shows that Eclipso now Eclipso now definitely knows that that Bruce uh, is on his way. Because he's listening in to what uh, Bennett is saying. You know what's weird in this one panel? Because he took he took this scientist, this guy down, and I think he cut off all his fingers. Yeah. But if you look at the number of fingers on there, there's there's way more than ten. <clears throat> Yeah, unless I'm getting confused. No, I might be confusing his own yeah, fingers. His you one, can, two. You can see three, his four, his fingers five, have six, the long seven, nails. Eight, nine, yeah. So one, two. Yeah, there's about ten. It looks weird though in that panel. It does. Yeah, there's there's fingers everywhere. <laughs> Good luck dialing for help. <laughs> <laughs> I like when when Creeper looks at Amanda and he's he goes six million eclipses. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mona gets pissed off because he's he's going with Creeper but not her. Mm-hmm. 
And Good day for spelunking. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this. This was cool. Matter of fact, uh, my pick for one one of my picks is going to be Eclipso four, four, five, and six. Yeah, that that I was going to say that'd be good to continue. That was really yeah. good. Really enjoyable, and actually, I just. I just hit. Uh, I just went back to the my comics tab in in the app, and where I was browsing through all the comics, it was right at the Final Crisis Aftermath uh, run, and it's got uh, Human Flame on the cover. Yeah, see, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, that's funny. I think my next one is going to be Batman Wildcat, number one through three. I'll try that one again. So Batman Wildcat and Eclipso? Yeah. Okay. Bringing back a one that I've tried before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at some point... At some point, we need to do like a like a, a Legion of Losers poll where it's all Legion. <laughs> then they can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually voted for the Superboy and the Legion this last time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have voted for that too because that's kind of what I wanted to read, but. I I really enjoyed this. There was like yeah, this, it was good. Yeah, this was this was a really good good read. Like that's why I picked four through six. I want to keep reading. I in every like everything like in, in my experience in comics, like you can never go wrong with a comic that Keith Giffen has has worked on. Oh yeah, it, it's always good. And this one's like a gem because you know he's telling the story, so he's gonna pull in like a lot of DC characters that I think are obscure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we already have Cave Carson and <laughs> Creeper and and uh, Steel. Sarge Steel. You know, yeah, yeah Sarge Steel. Um, let's see. So one of my choices is going to be uh, Streets of Gotham, one through three. Oh, that's a good one. I like the comics right before uh, Flashpoint. They were really good. <laughs> yeah. And your Batman Wildcat, did you say one through three or one through four? Might as well do one through four since it's... Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, let's see. My second one. What the hell? Let's do let's do the same. Uh, I forget the issue numbers, but let's do the same uh, Superboy versus Legion that you picked last time. Or Super okay, Superboy. We could we could do that. Yeah, I have it written here somewhere. Super. It was like I think it's like two twenty nine is the first issue or something. I have it in my bookmarks because I save all of the, the surveys. I think. Uh, yeah, it's 222 through 224. Oh, 222 through 224. Okay. It came in second. <laughs> yeah. I just thought there would be a lot more Legion fans because <laughs> it, there's, there's a lot of cult following for them, but it's I guess nobody that pays attention to my poll cares about the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We didn't have a lot of votes for this. This one was only 26. And uh, Eclipso was first. Superboy was second. Uh, just uh, Green Lantern Corps was third. And then New Adventures of Superboy was dead last. But he had some votes. <clears throat> but uh, what else are we going to cover? Oh, I know what I wanted to cover if if if, if you hadn't read it already. Okay. Um one of the books anyway. Do you want to do a uh, Task Force Z? Yeah. Yeah. 1 through 3? Yeah, is that on the app? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Task Force Z. Um, do you want to do uh, for the other one? Do you want to do uh, World's Finest? Yeah, sure. Which issues? Um, do you are you getting that one in physical form? Yeah. So. So I should have four. I have four issues. Okay, one through four. Yeah. And you've already read like two of them, so. Yeah. You just have to thumb through to remember. Yeah, I'll probably read them. I wasn't sure you were getting that, but I, I that was one I did want to cover. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting it but uh, I, for for now, anyways. Yeah, I didn't know, because I think all they have on the app for that one is number one. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> all right, well, yeah. that sounds like a plan. Yeah. To be a good batch of books. Yeah. I'll put out the poll tonight so I don't forget, <clears throat> and I'm not late, and uh, we'll see what, what happens. Yeah. And I'll try to do a better of retweeting because sometimes I I don't retweet as I like to retweet it every day so I can get like at least over 30 votes. But uh, 
I I was bad last time. I I retweeted like three times instead of like five or six. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, we can wrap this one up. This has been uh, DC Spotlight with Kyle and myself, and uh, you can reach Kyle at kpettit5 on Twitter. I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. You can find us at dcnoisepodcast.com and also on Facebook at DC Noise Podcast. And we'll be back in two weeks, likely. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, Kyle, yep. and have a good week. Yep. You too, Mike. Take it easy. All right. See ya. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.